So like it with your Facebook and send out to your friends and your family members. I think this is the easiest way to reach out to people. The easiest way to, uh, to allow the Lord to use you to spread his word. I got saved because somebody told me about Jesus. I got saved because somebody invited me to church. So would you like to do that for the Lord? Amen. So let's get into the message, the power of our spiritual mind, the power of our spiritual mind. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we praise you and thank you. Amen. For your word this morning. Amen. The infiltration and the penetration of your powerful word into our mind. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The seeds, amen, are being sown right now. Your incorruptible seed, amen, are being sown right now into good soil, into the hearts of your people. And Father, I give you thanks and praise for every person within the sound of my voice to be bearing good fruits, good fruits, amen, good fruits for their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7. We open our ears and we lift up our heart to receive the word of God. To receive the word is to receive the blessings. For as he thinks in his heart, this is referring to anybody, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to you, but his heart is not with you. Now, what we're looking at now is a double mind. Now, I don't know. I've done this before. Somebody asked me a question and I say, yeah, 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 yeah. And then afterwards, I have to call that person back and say, sorry, I made a mistake. I didn't really mean yes. <laughs> you know? So sometimes your mind can, you know, can just get so mechanical and, and you're just, just trying to say yes to anybody, everybody, but your heart is really not in your answer. All right. So when we talk about the power of your spiritual mind, we're not talking about the social mind. We're not talking about the external mechanical mind. We're talking about the real mind of the heart. We're talking about the real mind of the heart. Amen. Remember last Sunday, we looked at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. Ephesians 4.23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Because you may be speaking all the right scriptures. You may even be praying all the right scriptures, but it's the spirit of the mind. I don't know how many of you have re-listened, re-listened uh, last Sunday's sermon. I have re-listened to last Sunday's sermon. And when we talk about the spirit of the mind, we're talking about the domineering spirit. The domineering spirit. The spirit that is domin domineering your mind as you live, as you function. What's the domineering spirit that affects your mind? It can be the spirit of mammon. It can be the spirit of self. It can be the spirit of greed. It can be the spirit of fear. So what's the spirit that's dominating your mind the majority of the time? And that's why the word of God tells us, the Holy Spirit tells us that we need 
to continually renew the spirit of our mind. It's just like every day we need to wash our face. How many of you washed your face this morning? Yes, right? We need to wash our face. So don't think that I'm fine, I'm okay. You need to renew the spirit of your mind on a continual basis. It's very, very important. If God says it, I will do it. Okay? If God says we need to do it and he has reminded us in his word, then we will do it. So what's the spirit we should be having? It's a serving spirit. The spirit that should be dominating our mind, domineering our thinking, should be the spirit of servanthood. The spirit of faith. The spirit that believes and the spirit that serves. Can we say amen? We want only the spirit of God because only God is good. We don't want the spirit of man and we don't want the spirit of demons. I have found out that God will never let you down. If you put your faith in people, if you put your trust in people, and if you are dependent on people, I'm talking about anybody, you will be let down. Because nobody can be like God who won't ever let you down. Can we say amen? So we need to understand that. And it's important for each and every one of us to look into the mirror of God's word. How many of you have looked into the mirror this morning? Why did you do that? To make sure that you look fine, right? You look good. So we need to look into the mirror of God's word because that's where we find our true self. When you look into the mirror of God's word, the devil can cheat you. The devil can't deceive you. The devil can't distract you. The word of God tells you who you are, who you really are, not even what you think you are. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So look into the mirror of God's word and agree with what God says about you. And agree with what God says about how to live well. How many of us are fully convinced that God wants us to live a good life? A good life. A successful life. A powerful life. One more time, lift up your hands if you're fully convinced of that. Amen. How do I know? Because God God did not even withhold his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, from us. That's how much he loves us. Amen. When you look at Jesus, you look at how much God loves you. His love is unconditional. His love is unconditional and his love is redemptive. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Amen. Whenever you see the enemy, you see your redemption. Whenever you see the enemy, what do you see? Your redemption. Amen. It's so, so important. Don't allow the defeats and the failures of your life to totally break you down. No. Though I fall, I shall arise. Amen. Tell the devil, don't even try to rejoice over me. No, you can't keep me down. I'm rising up. 
I'm rising up. I'm rising up. Come on, say it together. It sounds good. One, two, three. I'm rising up. I'm rising up. I'm rising up. I'm rising up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. Look at that last line. Can we read that together? One, two, three. We have the mind of Christ. A religious person cannot accept that. A religious person will say, oh, how dare you to say that you have the mind of Christ. I dare to say it because it is written for me to say it. It is written for me to say it. It is for you to say, I have the mind of Christ. If you don't have the mind of Christ, whose mind do you have? Your own mind? (laughs) That's not good enough. An average mind? That's not good enough. The devil's mind? That's not what you want. What do we want? The mind of Christ. Does God want you to succeed in life? Yes. Does God want you to take his healing power? Absolutely. Does God want you to save souls, to win souls? Absolutely. Amen. So you need to kick those religious cows from your head. No more religious cows. Get rid of them. Amen. We need to be powerful. We need to be successful. How many of you watch the news? And you know what ISIS had done in Afghanistan. So let me ask you, doesn't God... Doesn't God want a powerful army? Doesn't God want a powerful army? Yes. Does God want you to be sick? No. Which commander in chief will want his army to be sick? None. So you can be very sure that it's not the will of God for you to be sick. You know, how come ISIS became all of a sudden so powerful? Look at all the guns that they were holding. Those were from the Americans. From the American army. So let me ask you, does God want you poor? No, he wants you to be well equipped. He wants you to be well furnished. He wants you to be well provided for. Can we say amen? Amen. It's very, very important that we know without a doubt that God does not want us sick. God does not want us poor. And God does not want us to walk in strife. An army divided will fall. An army united will stand. Can we say amen? amen? God wants unity in your family. God wants, God wants unity in your house. God wants unity at the workplace. God wants unity in the church, in your business. Can we say amen? amen. So you need to rebuke that individualistic thinking. Any thinking that, that any thinking that puts you down just as an individual. Any thinking that causes you to just withdraw yourself from others. Any thinking that stops you from saying hello to people, from greeting people, from welcoming people. Any thinking that that puts you down and you're just focused on your job and your job and your job. You need to rebuke that. Can we say amen? Can we say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands and stay with me. I'm sociable. I'm sociable. I'm hospitable. I love people. I reach out to people. I embrace people. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. We have the mind of Christ. 
This is also a prophetic word. Because when we talk about the mind of Christ, we're talking about different levels. All right? You may not be functioning 100% of the mind of Christ, but you already have the mind of Christ. So you better start growing in the mind of Christ. Amen? You start growing. So we're talking about the prophetic word. So this is God's prophetic word for his church, for his sons and his daughters, for the army of God. So what do I do? How do I receive God's prophecy? I believe it. I confess it. I work it up. That's how you have God's prophecy working in your life. God's words are prophetic. So don't just look at the world and say, wow, they are fulfilling the end time prophecies. What about you? Are you fulfilling God's prophecies for your life? Can we say amen? amen? Don't spend so much time, you know, on just looking at the end time, end time the world is falling. What about you? What prophecies are you fulfilling before you go to heaven? Potential. Come on, say it with me, potential. Explore your God-given potential. Amen. Activate your God-given prophecies. Can we say Amen. If you look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, we don't do religion in this church. We do the real thing. Say to the person next to you, it's the real deal. It's the real deal. Christianity is the real deal. It's the truth. Another translation for truth is reality. The word of God is our reality. It's our living reality. If you look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, Let this mind be in you. How many of you know that your mind is a very, very important part of you? It's very, very important. Your mind needs to be healthy. Your mind needs to be strong. Your mind needs to be sound. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is saying, let this mind be in you. He's saying, put on this mind. Let this mind be in you. But he can't do it for you. Nobody can tell you how to live. You are your own boss. Amen. That's the spirit of freedom. Wherever the spirit of God is, there is freedom. There is liberty. And God's glory, his joy is in knowing that we choose to love him. Can you love if you don't have the freedom to choose to love? Can anybody force you to love? No, no, nobody can force you to love. Even if you do it, but it won't be real. It will be fake. So the joy of the Lord, the glory of God is to see you choosing to love him. It's to see us choosing to obey him. Can we say amen? So he's telling us, let this mind be in you. This powerful mind, this anointed mind, this wonderful mind, the mind of Jesus Christ, let this be in you. So he's saying, I'm giving it to you. It's up to you to take it. How many of you would say, I'll take it? Lift up your hands and say, I'll take it. I'll take the mind of Christ. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So what is prayer? 
Prayer is not begging God. Prayer is agreeing with what God has already done. So when I agree with the word, I believe the word, I agree with the word, I activate the word. So I have this scripture and the Holy Spirit has shown it to me. So I say, wow, yes, I have the mind of Jesus Christ. Whoa, I believe that. Oh, yes, I have the mind of Christ. Oh, yes, I have the mind of Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. Yes, Lord, I will use it. I will use it for your glory. I will use it for your purpose. Yes, I have the mind of Jesus Christ. Devil, get out. You're not allowed to invade my mind. I have the mind of Jesus Christ. I follow. I follow the thoughts of Jesus. I have the trend of thought. Amen. From Jesus. From the Holy Spirit. That's how we pray. Can we say amen? And how many of you know that when you pray like this, wow, you become so powerful. How many of you know that you listen to what you say? You listen to what you say. And especially when you're saying the word of God, faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. And you start to believe that you have the mind of Christ. You start to believe that you have the mind of Christ. At first you thought, whoa, I dare not say that. But now you're saying, wow, wow, I do, I do, I do, I do have the mind of Christ. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. So you're activating, activating the will of the Father for you. Do you get that? You're activating the will of the Father for you. And whatever you you believe, you will get. And whatever you practice, you will do better. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. And next time, when you start to lay hand on somebody and pray for that person, you believe the power of God is coming out of your hand. Amen. Why? Because you have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is for me to lay hand on the sick and see them recover. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. And when the devil comes and throw, and the devil comes and he tries to throw darts at you and say you are stupid, you have no power, you've done that, you've done that, you've done that, what do you do? You rise up from the inside of you. Why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. So you rise up from the inside of you and say, devil, get out. I have the mind of Christ. I don't believe you. I don't entertain your words and I don't entertain your ideas. Can we say amen? Glory to God. Amen. Is it okay if I show you the Amplify version? Go to the Amplify Bible. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Look at this. You, referring to God, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace. Whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you. Because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? So it doesn't mean that you just listen to a sermon once. It doesn't mean that you just read the scripture once. 
You know what I do? I open my Bible and I read it. I meditate on it. I pray. I pray the scripture. I pray it. I speak it. I believe it. I confess it. I act it out. Not once and twice, but continually. Continually. Why? You are renewing your mind. Why do we have to renew our mind? So that you can prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. How many of you know that there's a degree? There is a level. You think that you believe, but no, maybe you have only believed to ankle deep. But you need to believe to knee deep. Your faith has to arise to lawn deep. Your faith has to overwhelm your whole living so that you are carried by the living water. And whatsoever you do will prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So that's how we practice living in Christ. Now, English is my second language. I have learned English for how many years since I was in primary school? Uh, I would say over 30 years. It took me a long time to be able to speak, <laughs> to be able to think, to be able to communicate. How many of us know that once you are born again, you have a heavenly language? You have a heavenly language. If you've missed the kingdom warriors, make sure you go back and listen. You have a heavenly language. Every kingdom has its language. Your spirit has a language. The voice of your spirit is tongues. When you speak in tongues, it's your spirit speaking. Your spirit speaks the same language as the Holy Ghost, speaks the same language as the Father. That's why you need to practice. And you notice that the more speak in tongues, the more varieties of tongues will you get. There's more than just one tongue. There are tongues in the spirit. And the more you practice and the more you speak in tongues, the closer to God you become. And then you continue and you speak mysteries unto God. Speaking in tongues will help you to get into the realm of the spirit. Speaking in tongues will help you to unfold the mysteries that God has for your life. If you look at Psalm 37 verse 37, that has to be a perfect scripture. Three is the number of God. Seven is the perfect number. So Psalm 37 verse 37. Let's look at this. Mark the perfect man. Behold the upright. What do you see? For the end of that man is peace. Peace. A state that the person will not be disturbed at all. No worries, no fears, and no nervousness. That's what God has for us. And Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. When peace comes upon you like a mantle, you are protected. 
It's like you don't even understand why you are not worried. You don't even understand why you are not fearful. It's that supernatural power of peace that guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The spirit of liberty. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. We need to know the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you will be hearing from the devil and you think that is the Holy Ghost. Now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. So what is the nature of God? Freedom. What is the nature of God? One more time. Freedom. Freedom. No oppression. Now, we need to understand that God has created us as moral agents to choose. You win, you lose, the matter you choose. So your choices decide whether you're going to fail or you're going to succeed. God has given us the power to choose and God has given us the liberty to choose because that's his nature. God has not created us to be passive. God has not created us to be robots. God is not a dictator, neither is he a control freak. Now, religion has portrayed God as a controlling dictator, a control freak, but he's not. So we need to understand that. And so we partake of the nature of God. So let me ask you a question. Should you be controlling others? Should you manipulate to control others? Should you be subtly controlling your spouse? Should you be subtly controlling your kids? No. It's so important that we understand that. Nobody can be born again without the freedom to exercise their choice for Jesus Christ. So you can never force your kids or your spouse to be born again. It won't work. You may have succeeded forcing them into a religion instead, which is even worse. So the power of our spiritual mind, what is that? Your spiritual mind is where you receive revelations. When we talk about revelations, we talk about manifestations. When you get into the revelation about healing, you have the revelation of healing. When you get into the revelation of divine health, you get into the manifestation of divine health. When you get into the revelation of financial provision, you get into the manifestation of financial prosperity. Listen to me, church. If you don't tithe, if you don't tithe, don't ever think that you will be prosperous. Financial prosperity does not come from begging God. Financial prosperity comes from activating your covenant with God. And covenant is activated by tithes and offerings. So if you don't tithe, you're stealing from God. How can you be blessed if you're stealing from him? So I'm just giving you the understanding and the revelation. 
is so important, even if you don't have enough to eat. Remember, like that woman, the widow, which prophet went to her? Elijah. She didn't have enough to eat, and she was so angry. But God had already told her that a prophet is coming to you. But she was not willing. She was reluctant. But God's merciful. And when she was willing to give to the prophet first, to obey God's word first, she activated that financial prosperity in the time of famine. It's so important that you do not allow the spirit of mammon to dominate your mind. Don't base every decision on money. Base every decision on the word of God. Can we say amen? How do I know that I'm not a slave to money? How do I know that I'm not a slave to money? Is when I can give it away and rejoice in it. Can we say amen? Remember, if you don't have it, it will have you. The stronger wins. So you better be stronger than the spirit of mammon. Can we say amen? Our natural mind operates in the natural realm. Our natural mind figures things out, you know, analyze logically, Uh, trying to deduce, you know, to come to a deduction, to come to a conclusion based on our past and our present experiences. Now, in the Chinese culture, red is a color of good luck. That's why you notice that the Chinese weddings, they all wear red. And white means you are in a funeral. Ghosts. (laughs) But then when you come to the West, you wear white. For your wedding <laughs> and black for your funeral. Well, in, the, in America, if you see a black cat, it's bad luck. In England, if you see a, a black cat, it's good luck. So, so which one do you believe? <laughs> so we can't base our living on man-made traditions and man-made beliefs. Our living must be based on the eternal word. Amen. So I trust and I believe God so much that even if I don't have enough to eat, I will tithe. I put God first. I will tithe. And God said, look at my man. Look at my woman. How can I not bless her or bless him? Can we say amen? Glory be to God. I don't know. I'm not afraid of dying. You know, dying is, I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away. That's dying. It's like going from Australia to Canada or going from Australia to America. You're going to heaven. Why do we have to worry about dying? Why do we have to be afraid of COVID-19? Can we say amen? The minute you have that revelation, you put fear under your feet. Hallelujah. The last enemy to be conquered is death. Hallelujah. If you're not afraid of dying, the devil has nothing against you. 
Can we say amen? Glory be to God. I remember before I got born again, you know, my mom and then also after I've got married, my mother-in-law, they said, you have to be careful with what you eat, be careful with, with what you eat. You eat this, you eat that, you have good soup, you don't have oily food, you make sure you eat this and you skip that, you don't eat that. But praise the Lord, when I got born again, I can eat anything. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And that's how I live. Well, sometimes I try to have vitamins, but then I forget. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's the power of revelation. It redeems you from fear. Redeems you from the traditions of men. Can we say amen? Can I give you the scriptures? Let's look at Matthew chapter 15, verse 10 to 11. If you are still afraid of what you eat and what you don't eat, you're still in bondage. You may say that you believe, but you have not. Your health is based on what you eat instead of the word of God. Matthew chapter 15, verse 10 to 11. What did Jesus say? Hear and understand. Highlight those two words. Hear and understand. Whatever you don't understand, it's a religion to you. So hear and understand. That's what our spiritual mind is for. That's the power of our spiritual mind. We hear and we understand. What? Not that which goes into the mouth defiles a man. Well, you say, Pastor Dora, he's talking about spiritual stuff. You religious cow. <laughs> this, this is not about spiritual stuff. Whatever happens to the spirit eventually will make it to the body. And when you read the word defile, the Holy Ghost will tell you that it actually means harms. Remember what Jesus said. He said, why did I ask this man to rise up? You know, the Pharisees, they were talking about, you know, how dare you to say that you can forgive his sins. You know, they tried to pin him down in spiritual things. Jesus said, I want to show you that I have the power to forgive his sins. How? By telling him to rise up and walk. So please understand that spiritual and physical, they are together. Come on, tell me. Together. One more time. Together. One more time. Together. So Jesus is not cornering this whole thing on just spirituality. No. He's saying that, not which goes into the mouth defiles a man's spirit and harms his body. But that which comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Defiles his spirit and his soul and harms his body. Now let's go on with uh, Matthew uh, chapter 15, the same chapter. Go on to verse 16. 16 to 20. Go on to verse 16. Jesus said, are you also yet without understanding? The reason why sometimes the devil can get us is because we don't have understanding. In whichever area you don't have revelation, in which area, whatever area you don't have understanding, that's when the devil can corner you and attack you. That's why the word of God says, with all your getting, get what? understanding with all you're getting get what understanding that's why in this church i spend so much time on teaching 
Because I don't want you to just be religious and just hallelujah and sing and then go home and be defeated. It's only with understanding that you can defeat the devil every time. When you have understanding, you don't have to sit and wait for somebody to lay hand on you and pray for you. You can pray for yourself and get rid of every demon from your life. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. That's the heart of God. Every soldier should be able to rise up and fight the enemy. Can we say amen? So listen to Jesus. He said, are you also yet without understanding? Do you yet not understand? He said, whatsoever enters in at the mouth goes into the belly. Jesus is giving us a, you know, a little bit of biology here. (laughs) Goes into the belly and cast out into the drought. What does that mean? I remember when we were in Wuhan in the beginning, I think that was like 10 years ago, they didn't have proper toilet. So when you went into China, I remember when you went into the field, you have to go somewhere, you know, somewhere and, and, and you do your stuff there. You do whatever you need to do over there. Okay. So Jesus is saying in those days, if you have eaten something that is not right for you, I have made your body in such a way that you can pass it out into the toilet. Can we say Amen. If you can just believe that, you don't have to worry about getting sick. How many of you know what I'm talking about? If you just believe that in whatever restaurant you go to. I remember when we were in China, you know, I remember the early days they were saying about, you know, they would use the, um, the dirty water from the drain. And then they would get the filter, the oil and use the oil to cook food. Wow. You know, after you've heard that, oh, I don't want to eat anything. But I said, no, I mean, I'm there. I'm doing my mission trip. I have to eat. So in Jesus' name, rebuke those thoughts and lay hand and cleanse them in Jesus' name and enjoy them. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is a powerful scripture. You know, how did I get the revelation from this scripture? I got it when I first got born again, when I was a new Christian. Because, oh, praise God, I can eat anything now. Remember, because in the past, my mom said, don't eat that. My mother-in-law said, don't eat that. You know, can't eat that, can't eat that. And now I can eat anything. Praise God. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory. So Jesus is talking about something physical. He's now talking about something spiritual. He said, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. That's why the world has to watch what they eat because they don't watch what comes out of their hearts. But we are Christians. We watch what comes out of our hearts and we cleanse whatever we eat with thanksgiving. Can we say amen? It is not a religious prayer. You don't necessarily have to pray before you eat. (gasps) Really? Yes. (laughs) You, You don't have to necessarily pray before you eat. You are still a Christian. (laughs) 
<laughs> the Holy Spirit will still stay with you if you have forgotten to pray before you eat. You are still a member of the Water Springs Faith Church. <laughs> what really matters is the heart. With your heart, you believe unto righteousness. And with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. It's so, so powerful. And during this time of COVID-19, I know that everywhere you hear, you know, it's contagious, it's contagious. They're going to, COVID-19 is going to get you, you know, you're going to get into the hospital. Well, the word of God does not say that, well, put it this way. Can I ask you, when you read the four gospels, how many of you have ever come across After Jesus had healed somebody, that he would tell that person, now make sure that you don't eat this, don't eat that, don't eat that, now that I've healed you. Can you find that in your Bible? Can you find that in your Bible? And can you find it in your Bible? Jesus said, now that I've healed you, now don't go into that crowd because you'll catch that virus. Can you find it in your Bible? Can you find it in your Bible? Come on. No. Where does sickness come from? The wages of sin is sickness and death. The wages of sin is sickness, death, personal sin, corporate sin. Sickness comes from sin. And Jesus bore our sickness And carried our pain. How could he do that? Because he is the lamb that took away our sin. He's the substitute. Isn't that right? He's the substitute. He became sin for us. To make us righteous. Can we say amen? That's how you stand strong even when there's sickness all around you. Why? Because you've got that understanding. It's not a religion. It's a revelation. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So now I stand against every demon of affliction, oppression, sickness, and disease. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. It's the will of God for me to live healthy and strong. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. I refuse allergy of any kind. I refuse a respiratory sickness of any kind. I refuse All kinds of sickness and disease. Can we say amen? You have to resist. Sickness is spiritual warfare. Submit to God. And then what do you have to do? Resist. Resist the devil. Oh, my belly is hurting. Oh, maybe I've I've got bowel cancer. Oh, it's hurting. Maybe I've got bowel cancer. Oh, my mind is hurting. Maybe I have a tumor. What do you do? I bind you, devil. I have no tumor. I have no bowel cancer. My body is the temple of God and nothing unclean can live here. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. This is how I live. 
And I've lived like that for 30 years. You ask me, have you ever had any symptoms? Yes, of course. But what do I do? I resist them. I resist them. I've had time. My, my belly was hurting so much at night. I had to sleep like this because it was hurting so bad. But I was sleeping like this and praying and believing at the same time. And I was completely healed. This Bible is real. The Word of God is real. I've had times when my legs hurt me so bad. You can ask my husband because he sleeps with me, right? So I've had times when my legs were hurting so bad I couldn't sleep. And then I keep on believing God. Now, if you pray and you haven't got it the first day, do you, do you give up? No. If you haven't got healing the second day, do you give up? No. The third day, no. I keep believing, keep believing. I don't stop believing until I got it. And you can ask Sunny. I slept very well now. All the pain had left my legs. Amen. Well, you ask me, Pastor Dora, isn't that a bit risky? Well, God risked himself for us. God risked Jesus for us, didn't he? But if you are in faith, it's not risk. It's not risk. It's trust. Can we say amen? It's not denial. Now, if you haven't got the faith, if you haven't got the revelation, if you haven't got the understanding, then it's risky. But if you got the faith, you've got the understanding, you've got the revelation, it's trust. And the word of God says that those who trust in him will not be ashamed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 2, the power of the spiritual mind. When you engage your spiritual mind, you become a person without limits. You're no longer confined by your five physical senses. When you engage your spiritual mind, you become a powerful person. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus Come on, read this together with me. One, two, three. Have made me free from the law of sin and death. Well, you ask me, Pastor Dora, then should I still get vaccination? It's up to you. It's your choice. Do it or not do it, do it with faith. If you have to do it, do it with faith. If you don't want to do it, then keep in faith. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. The key is trusting in God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Free from the law of sin and death. So that's the law that we live by. We live by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So what's, what do you mean by a spiritual mind? A spiritual mind is a scriptural mind. Did you hear me? A spiritual mind is a scriptural mind. It doesn't mean, oh, Holy Spirit, where are you? Are you talking to me? Oh, is that you? Is that you? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a scriptural mind. When you open the Bible, you have God talking to you all the time, anytime. You can hear the voice of God, but every voice that you hear must be judged by the word of God. So a spiritual mind is a scriptural mind. What am I talking about? Everything makes scriptural sense. 
You receive understanding. Discernment comes. Your thoughts become scriptural. And because your thoughts are scriptural, revelations are transmitted to you. I want to highlight the word transmitted. Thoughts can be transmitted. In heaven, you don't have to talk. In heaven, you know the person's thoughts. The gift of the word of knowledge, the gift of the word of wisdom, the gift of the discerning of spirits, you know what that person is thinking. How many of you know that devils can transmit thoughts to you? When we talk about the spirit of the mind, we are talking about not logical, reasoning thoughts. We are talking about spontaneous thoughts. What are spontaneous thoughts? Thoughts that come to you. You haven't premeditated. You haven't really thought about them. But those thoughts come to you. How many of you have had thoughts that come to you? Come on. Suddenly that thought comes to you, oh, she doesn't like you. Suddenly that thought comes to you, oh, you know, he doesn't really agree with you. He's just faking it. Those are spontaneous thoughts. And that's why you need to judge them. Because you need to know the source of those thoughts. Suddenly the thought comes to you, I want to have a smoke. A thought comes to you, I want to have a drink. Those thoughts, you have to trace, you have to know where do they come from. How come they are spontaneous thoughts that can come to you? Because in the realm of the spirit, thoughts are transmitted. You don't go through a reasoning process. Demons transmit thoughts to people. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can also transmit thoughts to you and we call them revelations that's why you must have a spiritual mind that's why Jesus said verily verily I say unto you you must be born again because if you're not born again how can you receive the revelations of God you have to be you must have the same frequency. Spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. But you need to discern whether it's the Holy Spirit or the evil spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's very important. Okay? So if you look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 31... Another thing is that we affect, our thoughts affect one another. So, for example, you don't tell me, but you have been thinking bad about me. Or you have been fearful when it comes to me doing something. I sense it. I sense it. I pick it up with my spirit. I sense it. Even if you don't like me a little bit, I can sense it. Because I can sense your thoughts. 
And then what do I have to do? My spirit has to rise up and I need to rebuke. I need to stand against the attack of those evil forces that try to come against me through your thoughts. That's why the word of God says that we must assemble together. People of like precious faith. People of like precious mind. People of like precious values. Because our thoughts, when we put them together, they become very powerful. But when we use our thoughts against one another, a house divided will fall. Amen? So the minute you sense that you have thoughts that are against yourself or against somebody that you know, you need to rise up and rebuke those thoughts. Can we say amen? Don't allow the devil to use your thoughts to hurt anybody. (coughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of you know what I'm saying? Amen. So if you look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 31. Matthew 6, 31. Therefore, what did Jesus say? (coughs) What did Jesus say? Therefore, take no thought. You don't want to be living in the same house, you know, arguing all the time. You know, you say A and somebody says B. Never in agreement. That's terrible to live in. For husband and wife, if you want to do well, you need to agree. Maybe we agree A this time and then we can agree B next time. How many of you know what I'm talking about? If you're living in a household and you're always striving, no wonder, you know, there's sickness. No wonder there are problems. If you're always harboring, you know, negative thoughts against people, what do you have? A headache. Isn't that right? If you overtax your mind and you think and you think and you think, you get depleted. You, you lose your creativity. So it's very important that we take care of our spiritual mind and we use our mind right. Can we say amen? So Jesus said, take no thought. So that means it's up to us. Okay, it's up to us. We don't have to take those thoughts. How your life turns out to be is your choice. So say with me, I'm not a victim. And I don't victimize myself. One more time. You don't sound very convincing. (laughs) One more time. I'm not a victim. I don't victimize myself. Let me finish with this. Our thoughts can affect our physical, mental, emotional, and volitional health. How many of you know that? Yes. So you take care of your mind, you take care of your life. You take care of your mind, you take care of your life. All right? Listen to this. Whatever you don't use, you will lose. Whatever you don't Use, you will lose. I can give you the scripture, but we don't have time. Whatever you use will grow and multiply and get better and greater. So if you don't exercise your mind and you allow your spouse, your kids, or everybody else to make decisions for you, before you know it, you will lose the power to make decisions. You'll become so scared of making decisions. You'll become so scared of making wrong decisions. 
Why? Because you haven't been using your volition, the power to make good decisions. Well, you say, Pastor Dora, what if I've made a mistake? Doesn't matter. Get up and do it again. Can we say amen? Amen. And if you don't use your mind and you keep believing that I'm so old already, you know, it's better to let my kids make decisions for me. I'm so old. I don't think I can think properly. You have what you say. If you don't use it, you will lose it. You don't use it, you lose it. But you say, but Pastor Dora, my memory is is getting bad. My memory is getting worse and worse. Well, play some memory games with your spouse. Deliberately memorize scriptures. It's good to memorize scriptures. Use it. Use it. Use your mind. Put it to work. Come to prayer meetings. Come to prayer. Prayer is the best, the best way to improve your mind. Because when you pray, God gives you images. God gives you ideas. God gives you scriptures. And and before you know it, you're going... (laughs) And it's like you're holding a machine gun and you're shooting the devil. Bang, 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 bang. Shoot the devil. Can we say amen? With the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So use it and grow it. Amen. And whatever, you know, it's good. Use it. I remember the Lord has been giving me this. Rise up and speak up. Let me finish with this. I know that a lot of us, you know, we, you may talk a lot at home. You may talk a lot with your wife or with your husband. But when it comes to prayer, you're so shy. It's like you become so self-inhibited. Rise up and speak up. Rise up and speak up. And the more you pray, the more you will pray. The more you pray, the more revelations will be given to you. And the more revelations you receive, the more you will pray. And the more you will pray, the more revelations you will have. And the more revelations you will have, the more power you will have. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't leave all the praying to me. I mean, I'm happy to do it because I'm blessed. (laughs) But I want you to be blessed too. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So I encourage you, just join our prayer meetings. Join our prayer group. And when you join, don't miss out. Open your mouth. Pray. (laughs) Open your mouth. And before you know it, you know, how do I get so many prayers? You know, Pastor Dora, how come you can pray? It's like you pray, you pray, you pray. Because when you're praying, I'm getting my prayer. And when you're praying, I'm getting my prayer. You know, we activate one another. We activate one another's anointing. We activate one another's gifts. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Especially if you're praying with me. You don't jump in. I'm jumping in. (laughs) Don't wait. Don't be polite. If somebody else praying, wait. He's finished. Jump in right away. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we say amen? What are we doing? Exercising our spiritual mind. Amen. The more you use it, the more you grow it. Amen. And that, and that applies to our money as well. 
Isn't that true? What did Jesus say? Give and it will be given unto you. So the more you use it, the more you grow it. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. So I will continue next Sunday and I will teach you how to engage your mind so that you get into the realm without limits.